comedy podcast <laughs> Hey, it's Mike. This time on Comedy Podcast yes, we get political. Sorry. Sorry. I'm apologizing up front. Sorry. And uh, then we'll talk about some of our favorite TV shows. And um, when Peter Berman did Warm Up, he's the warm up comedian at some shows and sort of the disaster that that was all about. And uh, he'll also tell some funny stories about when he and I used to work at Comedy World, which was the, one of the first internet radio stations way back in 2000, and the ridiculous shit that we did. All right, people, let's hear it for all the comedy tonight. Next up, you may have seen them on that late, late, late show. Probably not. And the stupid failed Star Search reboot thing. Please give a whatever town USA welcome to... Comedy Podcasteroonie with Peter Berman and Mike Crank. Come on, people, give it up for him. Hi. I'm super, super ill-prepared for today. Oh, come on. Do you prepare for this normally? Uh, in a way, like, uh, you know, I'll uh, watch some comedy and I'll kind of have an idea of what I want to talk about. I'll, oh. I'll maybe write down a couple wow, ideas. That's where we're different. During the week. <laughs> oh, my God. Really? Uh-oh. Well, because I don't want to come into it and not have anything to talk about. Oh, because, man. Well, here's the difference. Because you are a comedy veteran. And so right. you have years of stories. Right. I, what, what am I doing? Writing one-liners for Jack FM in LA. Like, it's, it's not the same. It is. It's not. All right. So are you not prepared today? Uh, no. <gasps> well, I don't feel prepared. See, now as a veteran, now I, now I feel pressure. Now, I was you're, under, on. Yes. now you're on. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, never been, you weren't this nervous the first time you did stand-up. No. Good God, no. <laughs> oh, my God. My drive over here, though, I did uh, not in preparation. I don't know why, why but, I, you know, I was listening to the news. Oh, dude. Oh, God. Well, we haven't talked about anything political, but I no. mean, I will say this without getting into much about much. Yeah. But I'm disgusted, bro. Me too. I mean, it's, this is, I'm one of those people, I will say this, you know, there's a group of people that are like, can you believe what our president just did? You know? And, um, and, uh, I, I'm one of those people. I can't believe it. I just keep, I still keep not believing it. And yeah. then people are like, uh, how could you not uh, believe it? Of course. I, but I, I am, I'm still one of those people. I'm, I'm still totally surprised. I, I kind of had the same kind of conversation with my wife where, um, well, well, just to put this in some, uh, historical context, sure. this conversation yeah. we're, we're days, uh, after our president, um, Talk talking about, about Charlotte, Charlottesville, well, and and that it's you yeah, know, it's nice August seventeenth yeah. today. Yeah, so you know what I mean. Like it's like I, I had to watch it like a couple times. It was so bizarre. Yeah, I mean it was so bizarre. Like I thought maybe it was one of those things. I thought maybe I'm the idiot. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like I thought maybe I didn't get it. <laughs> like you know you know what I mean. It did feel like like you're watching like a like a Netflix show or something about you know, terrorism or, or, or things uproar in the United States. Like it's not real. And then I I will, I will tell you one positive about it that someone said to me, I was talking, I own a pet food store and I was talking to this African American dude that came in my store and he's, uh, you you know, he's a little bit older than me. And I was just asking him his take, you know, you could ask your black friend their, their take. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, well, there's two parts to that. One part that was interesting is, you know, anybody of color or ethnicity and you're like, can you believe this is going on? They're all like, uh, yeah. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right, right. They're, so that's like, a, I, I think there's something sort of weird about that, that, you know, people are, are, you know, can you believe this shit? And then there's 
groups of people that are like, yeah, man, like, what are you fucking talking about? Of, right. co- of, of course. Right to him. It's yeah. been going on forever. Yeah. And, or even that you're like, can you believe the president said that? They're like, yeah, I thought he was a huge fucking racist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, right, so there is something sort of like, again, like, am I the idiot? Like, I mean, but so there was that. But what he said was interesting. The only like positive thing that someone said to me about this whole thing was that he was like, normally when you see like the Klan or these uh, Nazis or whatever um, rallying, it's always people of color that are protesting against them. And he was like, it was kind of cool to see uh, white people (laughs) protesting against other white people. You know, and then he was like, "Yeah, I was like, damn, white oh, people, I see what you mean. white people getting in on it." <laughs> right. So I guess there is that that like you know, maybe fucking white people are sick of, well, sick of racism. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, no, uh, you, you know, one would hope that that we're at that. And also, you got to think that 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 group of the all right, sure, they represent a larger group of uh, the KKK and neo Nazis and all that kind of shit. But still, my hope is that they're a small percentage of people in the United States and then also a small percentage of white people in the United doesn't States. doesn't seem like it, bro. Uh, well, because it's loud and they're really But it doesn't loud seem like it, but also uh, there was a, a documentary on Netflix, Netflix called 13. I you ever watched that? it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, dude, come on. Like, so, okay, we could talk about what happened in Charlottesville, but I mean, it's obviously... Yeah. It's the... It is the foundation of our... Yeah. Of our country uh you know what i mean but what i think is sort of insane right now dude is like um you know when people not i I mean i'm proud to be an american and i've traveled to like afghanistan like perform for the troops and stuff right yeah so you know i'm proud of that but when people talk about you know they get a little raw raw american like we're supposed to be the moral compass or we're supposed to be this guiding post this part of me that thinks is like is that fucking true right like are we supposed to be like that right but you look at the world right now right i mean the maniac in the philippines the oh, fucking North Koreans. Do, do, do Terte, the, right? The fucking Chinese, yeah. right? The Russians. Yeah. Uh, this cat in uh, Venezuela, right? Yeah. And us. Yeah. Like, it's fucking popping off, bro. I mean, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we should be the moral compass. Somebody should be going, hey, world, chill the fuck out. And it's not us. This whole thing, like, I think right. there's a lot of people that were for a while like, why are we getting in everyone's business, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we should be. Here's why. Not right now, yeah. but we should be in everybody's business because it's a shit show out there and yeah. we're part of it now. Yeah. We're, we're an equal part of the shit show. Yeah. And, and to bring this to comedy for a second, <laughs> like, is, um, uh, before we started, you were going to mention something about Kimmel, which I want to get to. But what I think is funny about comedy, like, I watched, um, uh, Saturday Night Live has their weekend update special now that they're running. Yeah, the, and yeah. the primetime special. Yeah, but did you, you did you notice, like, to do comedy before, you used to have to write comedy, you know? And now. Now all you have to do is repeat stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, they're not, weekend update, they're not, what they're doing is they're telling you something somebody said, and then they make, like, a funny face. <laughs> like, I mean, you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. Like, and all these guys on late night that are doing a great job, obviously Dude, exposing is, this shit. When I decide to start doing stand up again, that's all I'm going to do. I'm going to repeat shit and make a funny face. No, that's all you got to do now. Like, I mean, it's so insane. I mean, like, look at our back to our president for a second, right? Like, I mean, our president that's like, you know, I don't want to say anything till I have all the facts. Really? That's the whole one but, of the but, whole but, things but, that Jimmy Kimmel talked about, or or even uh, I don't know I, I'm not like super well versed. I'm like your I'm like your conversationally versed, but that guy from Merck that pulled out of uh, Trump's uh, 
like business, yeah. whatever the fuck it was. And then the next morning, Trump tweets at the guy like, you know, like kind of like so long sucker. Now you can go overcharge people for medicine again. Yeah. So, so the guy has no problem attacking everybody yeah. except the people we want him to attack. Like you don't need to write a joke about that, dude. You just have to go, really? You don't uh, want to attack people and then just list all the people that he has no problem. Yeah. It's fucking crazy, bro. And and it's kind of sad, too, that that then is funny because it's just not. It's kind of not. You know, even the the Jimmy Kimmel thing when he was talking about that. What did Kimmel do? So um, he listed off, like, all the crazy shit. Well, first he talked about what Donald Trump said in in that press conference when he came out of the elevator. Talked about, like, (laughs) alt-left, which is insanely ridiculous but then after that he started listing off like all this crazy shit that's happened thing after thing after thing firing the the uh, fbi director and the problems with yeah remember remember when that was a big deal yeah (laughs) but he went all the way back to like the uh the campaign and he's listing he listed off all this stuff thing after thing after thing after thing and he's like i mean at this point like if you are still supporting him, you've got to really think about that. Look at all this stuff that's happened. He's only been in office for six months, and it feels like years, you know, for all this shit that's been going on. One of these tiny little scandals would have been the hugest yeah, uproar just, d- during the But, but what's nice is everybody's miserable no matter which side you're on. Even if you're a Trump supporter, you're miserable, right? Yeah. Because those people are miserable because their guy's getting attacked all the time, yeah. and it's unfair. So they're miserable. Right. And the people that hate him— they're miserable. Yeah. It's miserable out there. Yeah. It's fucking miserable, dude. Yeah. It's miserable. And I think also, uh, I'm going to get like, you You kind of goof on me every time I get sort of like whatever spiritual or whatever, but this this eclipse that we're having on Monday, uh, this, is my favorite this eclipse shit. that we're having on Monday, uh, yes. I'm going to be super corny. Like, dude, I think what's what uh, what I believe some people like about nature. I'm not a big nature lover, but what I think some people love about nature Wait, is, is you like you like it's you have prayer crystals. Is you it, love the is it makes you is it it makes you feel uh, small in in a good way, and and it keeps you in your place in this gigantic universe, like, right? Right, like, like reverent to the earth. Yeah, yeah. and and also it kind of puts your ego in a little bit of check. That sure. like as big as important that you think you are. You're a fucking speck, right? Yeah. So I, I hope that like this eclipse that we're going to have, <laughs> like, I really hope that it, there, it's like a, uh, a forced pause, you know what I mean? For people to go, oh yeah, we're like a speck. You're like yeah. maybe, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like a way for a big path of our country to just like take a little deep breath. I mean, I know it sounds corny, but I mean, I don't know. Like we need something that. Because you keep waiting for one of these miserable things to shake people into getting in check. I mean, that doesn't seem to be happening. Like, after this thing that just happened with Trump and Charlottesville, you thought the next day, like, okay, now we're going to, like, put him in a net. Yeah, well, you you know when he did the press conference, not the one in the hotel where he came out of this golden elevator, but when he was, I guess, in the, the golden elevator. He was in a press room, and he made this he like didn't disavow the neo-nazis whatever and then he walked away and they kept shouting questions at him and he turned around for a second and i i thought oh i uh, <laughs> see you're like me you think there's gonna be a moment where like hey the dude i'm like i'm like okay you said a lot of horrible shit or, or you didn't say anything to to help with the horrible shit did you maybe right now you want oh yeah okay let me let me come back to the podium and say it and then he's like oh they want me to sign the the thing over there and that was it i'm like that was your chance, man. That was your chance. It's un 
freaking yeah. believable, man. It's just unbelievable how the the point I was making about the eclipse is that ev- just everybody's so miserable that I don't even understand. I don't know if everybody understands how miserable we are. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's pretty oppressive. Well, uh, Kimmel at the end was pretty funny. He said uh, he said he's got the solution, which is uh, make him king. And he said, "Hear me out." He goes, "Just like in Great Britain, where they have a queen." She doesn't control anything. <laughs> Let him come out, say what he wants, wave from the balcony, wear a crown, whatever he wants to do. Let him be the king. Fine, you're the king of America. And then we'll have our president who actually really can run the show and do whatever. Just He has no say and yeah. no control, but he gets to be king. Well, it's pretty amazing because most people that I hang out with and know are like kind of like peaceful, nonviolent, you know, try to have empathy. And almost all those people want to take a baseball bat to our president. <laughs> like they can't, like they don't want to be nice it. at all. And they don't even want him to like just um, get impeached anymore either. They want him like. They're, they're, they're done. Yeah, they're no, I mean, me included probably. I mean, I don't know. It's, yeah. uh, yeah. it's, uh, and, and I was, uh, you know, in times like now they'd say that this is when comedy thrives, like when things are like this, but nothing's ever been like this, but. Things like that when comedy thrives. And I guess, you know, all these late night guys are doing a great job of bringing levity, but it's not really doing. And the, the weirdest thing is is all the backlash from the fake news people, like, saying that there's so much fake news out there. Where they, like, the like Trump's base, they get sold in. On, they're, they're sold on that. Everything is fake news. It's all left media. They're spinning it for their way. And there is absolutely, definitely that does happen, but not to the extreme that these people then uh, completely oh, do not believe anything uh, or don't, you know what I mean? They, like they can themselves then go and watch the entire speech that was made, even if they think the leftist media has uh cut it in a way to make it look a certain way, they can still go look and see the actual real footage of what he actually said all the way through and still yeah. you would conclude. No, but they don't. They I know. Don't. They don't. I know. And they they just love to quickly go to that. And that's fine. Like on some ways, okay, I get it. Like maybe you are uh, over the news organizations and you do think that it's spun that way that fine have that opinion but at least go look at the whole thing yeah it also doesn't really change so so what just just because you watch something and they tell you something doesn't mean it's true you can make your own conclusions you know like one of the things i thought about the trump besides him not disavowing the actions of those people in charlottesville one of the things i thought was funny was you know that you know that women's march yeah that was all around the country. Yeah. Which men also went to. Sure. Like, what, what did those people bring to that march? They brought funny signs. Funny right? signs. They brought and, funny and signs. knitted hats. Right. They brought funny signs and knitted hats because they wanted to go have their voice be heard in a collective consciousness and people be aware of them. Yeah. What did these dudes bring to Charlottesville? Tiki torches. Torches, clubs, baseball hats, shields. They They were there to... They're, they're looking for a fight. They were there to be douchebags. Looking for a fight. Yeah, they were there to be douchebags. So, yeah. I mean, I know we don't talk about this shit, or we haven't yet on the podcast, but I mean, it's like at the point where, like, but I think I think it what drives people insane is you see the president do something insane, or what you deem to be insane, like him telling you what you saw is not what you saw, <laughs> and what you think is not what you think, right. and that drives you insane, and then your hope is that people are going to stand up to him. But then you don't see, like other Republicans, for example, stand up to him. Yeah. So that makes even. 
Just more insane. Afraid of not being reelected. I don't know, man. So that so then that's so then that's more depressing. Like I don't know what's the most depressing part of the depressing part. You know what's crazy too is uh when all this was beginning to happen when you were first elected and there's all this craziness going on and people were like, All right, let's just ride out this four years. He'll be you know, that we'll have another election. But it it's been only six months and it's Well, not only that, dude, nothing this is all sort of social moral stuff that we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Like what if, what if some shit really goes down, bro? Yeah. I mean, and there's a potential that could happen. But you know, when he goes on and says like, "Oh, the boy scout said I was the best speech ever." <laughs> and then the boy scouts are like, nah, <laughs> "No, we, we didn't. We didn't say that." And then you have a bunch of pundits come on that people don't like, but pundits come on and go, "Yeah, you you can't say shit like that cuz you he makes himself unbelievable. You can't believe anything he says." And yeah, dude, that does matter, doesn't it? Like, you want to yeah. think, like, are they overreacting? But, yeah, if some shit goes down, you want to be able to believe this Who, guy. Who's overreacting? The Boy Scouts? No, I mean, you might think that these pundits that are like, you have to be able to trust the president. Like, uh, you might think they're, like, you know, blowing that out of proportion. I don't but they're think, not. I they're don't not. think so. I don't think so. They're no. not. No. My favorite uh, thing I dig about Trump in a comedic kind of way is that, you know, when he reads, like, a prepared speech... <laughs> It never sounds like him, right? No. But he reads it, and it doesn't even sound believable, right? Right. He doesn't sound believable, but, he, but like in this Charlottesville thing, he read the prepared thing, uh-huh. and it didn't sound believable, but it was, uh, you know, violence isn't good, and, uh, and and you're like, meh, all right, right? Like, yeah. it, it was so horrible and shitty, but you're like, okay. At least the and words then, were kind of right. in the right. And then, and then, like, two hours later, he actually says what he really thinks, and it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. I mean. Hilarious. I'm going to stick to the principles in which I, I, where I've lived my life is I'm, I'm kind of a golden rule guy. Really. I try to be. I try to treat others how I'll be treated. And yeah. if you're cool, then I'm cool and That's, we'll be cool. Right. And if you're a douchebag, then I'm not going to, I might tell you you're a douchebag if you're a big enough douchebag, but otherwise I just kind of go around. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm going to stick with that. Like That's, that's kind of what I do to you. That's kind of what I do to you. I just, I just can't, uh, it's hard, man, to even understand these people that you can't understand. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, it's well, hard to figure out. I would like to know the, the, who, who is the person, who are the people that right now are still so That's what I mean. totally yeah. behind the president besides extreme. But not only that, I would want to meet someone that's still totally behind the president that is someone that you might. Not their opinions, but someone that you might admire or respect. Yeah. Like for years, us growing up, you know, there were Democrats and there were Republicans, right? And the Democrats didn't like the Republicans, but they didn't like their philosophies. Yeah. They didn't think they were horrible people. Right. right. So uh, these people that still support Donald Trump uh, of that group, how about finding me one that also seems to be an intelligent, bright person that you could admire, not some dummy that just falls for... Yeah. And those people... Not, not some dummy that just falls for... There were bad people on both sides. Like, not that dummy. <laughs> right. Like, that dummy doesn't count to me right now. Yeah. And, and really, I know that, that those people, they do exist, right? They, they But how about, how about me and you, apparently, just by ta- having this conversation in general and now having it on the podcast, we're some... We're like libtard, pussy... Whatever the hell we're, we are. Yeah. Like, well, people will automatically assume that we don't hear the other side, that we don't see the other side. They would automatically assume that and that we only come from 
you know, the Hollywood. <laughs> I don't know. When you see dudes with torches that are Nazis, like that's out of like a, that's like out of the earliest it's weird. Like, Nazi propaganda. Like they even had torches. Like it's almost so funny that it's. Well, what's funny is that they're tiki torches. <laughs> that is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on, man. Dip a rag. Imagine trying gasoline. to buy a, a tiki torch that <laughs> just wanted to have a fucking barbecue. That week with your friends in Charlottesville. Do you guys have any tea? We we did like like an hour ago. We, we you know we had them like an hour ago. I don't know where. I was gonna say though they still have them, but now you're in line at the store to buy them. Everybody's looking at you. Oh yeah, like, can imagine dry trying to buy one. Yeah, right? yeah. Then the checker's like, yeah. like giving you a funny look while she's scattering it across yeah. the yeah. Oh yeah yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. can you have tiki torches anymore in your backyard party? I don't think so. I don't think so. I now. think now they're they're as bad as a swastika. Like like uh like at like Costco, for example. I don't know. I've never tried to buy like a the giant pack of like Sudafed at Costco, but don't they have it locked up because they're afraid you're gonna make like meth? Yeah. Like is that what it's gonna be like at stores <laughs> now when you buy? They're gonna have the tiki torches locked up and they're gonna, gonna get somebody ask to ask you a couple of questions. What do you what do you think about the Martin Luther King holiday? What what? <laughs> What? <laughs> you know what I mean? Pass some like, sort of morality like, yeah, test. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh man. Oh, mama. The tiki torches. Or also people that are like, I'm sick everywhere you go, people are talking about it. But I mean, I don't know. Can you not talk about it at this point? I, I think I, you have to. It's good to talk about it, right? I think you. I don't know. I don't think I even want to talk about it anymore, even though we're talking about it. I think I just want to see some shit be different. Yeah. I don't know. I've just tried to kind of isolate myself from. I'm, I, I'm so up on it though, and I watch all that stuff, and I'm, I'm always watching it, and I'm always finding myself going, "What the hell is going on? Like this is ridiculousness." But I try then to just let it go, and I got work to do, I got things to handle, I got family obligations, and try to just continue living my life because ultimately that's all we can do, right? That's all we can do. We have the, the, this time on earth with our families to create whatever we're going to create for ourselves. Well, I appreciate the fact, like when I see somebody on television, who's really bright, who like knows, actually knows our constitution mm-hmm. and know, and knows our history. Cause people are like Trump doesn't even know how our government works. He doesn't even know our history. And I'm like, I don't know if I know it well <laughs> enough either. And then you hear people talk and it's like, you know, people that are bright and you're like, Ooh, wow. Like they actually know how we got here. Yeah. To this point, yeah, it's uh, that's kind of inspiring. Yeah, um, makes me feel nice and inferior. So, <laughs> all right, that, that was hilarious. That yeah, was a fun, fun, funny, funny segment. Well, you know, you know why, I, I, you know, you know why I've refrained from talking about it because that's not what this is about. But at the end of the day, you know, uh, as we've been, we're new to this and we're trying to do a podcast. We're trying to you know, also reveal who we are, right? Like what kind of people I, what kind of person I am and what kind of person you are and things we believe in because, you know, to just hear us joking around when we do joke around or break stuff down, I mean, that you could take that on face value, but also if you have a greater understanding of who we are, then it it has a different meaning, right? Sure. So, I mean, I think it's appropriate in that regard that we talk about it, not to just be talking about it, but also be like, okay, who, who, yeah. who are these two fuckers that we listen to that are talking, that are talking sometimes when the Jews will not replace us, <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> you know, chant that, let me get you a tiki blood and place. soil. I'm chanting that everywhere now. Oh my gosh. Is oh, that- I, I heard, uh, uh I, now I'm going to keep going again, but I heard, uh, you know, one of those, that Infowars guy. Oh, Alex Jones. Yeah. The guy that said Sandy Hook didn't oh, happen. Oh my God. That guy. 
But this is what he what said. What a mess this, that guy. This, if that one wasn't good enough, what I heard him say was he was pitching out there that um, that I'm going to just call him the left, I guess. The counter-protesters, I'll call them. Okay. The not the Nazis. <laughs> the, <laughs> the not the Nazis and not the supremacists, right? Got it. He was pitching out there that the not Nazis, not supremacists were dressing up like the Nazis and the supremacists to, you know, make uh, them, make the Nazis look bad and well, to cause problems. And I'm like, aren't they doing that all by themselves, right? Yeah. And not only that, the, as crazy as a lot of people whole, are, do you know anybody, do you know anybody that would go, you know what, I'm going to dress up like a Nazi. <laughs> like, I mean, right? His whole thing, though, is to... Is to Perpetuate those conspiracy theories. That's his whole for money, right? That's his whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He sells his own products on his infowars, and yeah, yeah. What a genius! Yeah, people are dressing up like Nazis to make the Nazis look bad. <laughs> I mean, isn't that like? I, I mean, I'm pretty sure you don't even need to do that. <laughs> they don't need help looking bad. No, no, no. All right. So. See? Did you watch that Nazi comedy special? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> oh, mama. Yeah. All right. Did you have something on your list? You don't. I don't. You I told nothing. you I was totally ill-prepared for today. Because, And that's the thing. Oh, like, I, 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 I interrupted them. a story you were telling. You started to see you were talking to your wife about something to do I with. It was still about the Trump stuff, but I feel like we're moving on from that. Well, it's nice you were talking to your wife. This <laughs> 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 a... Yeah, see, there are many bright sides. Look at they're bringing re- bringing couples together, bringing relationships together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine even being in a relationship with somebody who isn't in line with your thinking on this? That's a deal breaker, bro. Well, yeah. Well, Krista and I, my wife and I, we when we first met, we weren't in line. Yeah, but that was no. back in the good old days, right? That we, was back. In, that was back in like. Trickle down economics, yeah. or yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or more of a socialist approach. Like that was right. back in the good old days when. Yeah. Yeah. But in the in the seventeen years that we've been married, we have totally come to this uh, middle ground. Like I, I've seen her become a lot more liberal, and I've seen me become a wee bit more conservative. Conservative about what? Like stuff about crime and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and taxes, and you know that sort of thing, but not. Never these crazy far left and far right things. Neither of us have ever been that way. I just wanted all to calm down, bro. Yeah. It's weird how you think, like, I I used to think like George W. Bush was a buffoon. But yeah. he is like a, a, a hero, a political hero compared to what we have now. I used to, like, go off about that. And now I feel kind of bad about that because look what we got. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. How come he's not saying anything, though? I don't, I don't He's not saying shit. I, don't I can see why Obama can't say really too much shit, because he keeps getting blamed for everything. <laughs> but, I mean, how about George W. Bush and all those folks? Why don't they come out and be like, you know, like with like a whistle, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> like a referee whistle? Yeah. Let's calm it down. Well, for I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, you know, you know, everything that everybody said, you know, that that Trump would do, you know, like, do you want to, do you want a president that can get incited by a tweet, right, <laughs> and uh, and all that type of. One of the other things they said is, do you, do you really want him having the codes? <laughs> yeah. Like, do you really? Like, if whoever, whatever soldier 
or a general or person is near him if he wants to push a button. It's going to be like, what was that movie with Gene Hackman and Denzel Washington? Oh. Hunt for Red October? Yeah. It's going to be like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to be someone like, I'm not, I'm not letting you push the damn button. Yeah. We're going to have to have a, you know, like a coup. Yeah. Yeah. That's strange. Crazy. Crazy. All right. So are you a, are you a fan of like uh, network comedy shows like um, you know like in the good old days like Cheers and Night Court? I love and, those. I love Cheers and Night Court. Yeah, yeah. Like to me, those. But then, but then they segued into being. Uh, since they segued into being something different, I did did not enjoy them very much. I enjoyed Seinfeld. Yeah, uh, I want to th- say that's around the year of when I stopped enjoying uh, sitcoms. I. I I, I I for sure probably stopped watching them because I had kids and I just didn't watch as much TV. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. You'd have to throw out a couple like newer ones for me to well, decide whether I enjoy them or not. But but I mean, sitcoms were simple when you and I were younger. Well, when I when I look back on sitcoms, even in my twenties and early thirties, that I liked a lot, like um, Everybody Loves Raymond, I liked a lot. I identified with him and his. Uh, issues with his mom and that whole but dynamic and stuff, that, and I thought it was super funny and well written. That, that's the that's the genre I still appreciated, right? Because uh, they weren't you weren't led to believe that it was anything real was going on, right? They were still sort of theatrical, yeah. right? You know what I mean? Like like earlier sitcoms, yeah. Like didn't Ray Romano doesn't did he have kids? On his show, wasn't he a father? Yes. Did you ever see the kids? Occasionally. Did you very, see him occasionally? Very occasionally. Right. So yes. it wasn't necessary, right? But yeah. but you didn't need to see Ray go somewhere. Or you saw Ray and all those characters, mm-hmm. um, right? Yeah. And it didn't have to be real. And I think around like the time of Friends, and I liked Friends, but around the time of then, it, it all had to start somehow seeming sort of more real. And yeah. that's when I didn't like him as much. What, I, I do watch one now that I enjoy. What is a it? Lot. Uh, Last Man on Earth. Who is in that one? Uh, Will Forte. Oh, I haven't haven't watched that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you got to watch that. And I like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is currently on. That was good. I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine because Brooklyn Nine-Nine is like a throwback, right? Yeah. And it's farcical. You can tell it's, it's, it's... you watch the uh, premises are real, but it's uh, it's farcical. Uh, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine is awesome. One of the guys on that show, um, is that Andy Samberg, right? Yeah, from Saturday one of the guys on that show shops at my store. Uh, I nice. actually totally fanboyed. I never fanboy asked <laughs> if I could take a, a picture of Joe Lotruglio, a very cool. funny, very funny actor. So well, um, I'm sure he was cool about that. Oh, he's dude, yeah. that guy was so cool, and it, which was made it even more cool. But I love that show, that show is very funny. But Last Man on Earth, which is really interesting, not that I'm a sitcom writer, but if you think about the sit, uh, sitcom, is like, well, whatever, like everybody loves Raymond that you liked, right? Yeah. So every week it's the characters, yeah, him, his uh, brother, his parents. And maybe and their neighbors, wife, his right? Wife. His wife yeah. and then their neighbors, right? Yeah, yeah. So Last Man on Earth, Will, the plague hits, and Will Forte, at the very beginning, believes he's the last man on Earth. <laughs> and then he stumbles into another person, and then another person. So, And then the show has grown to whatever, the cast of five people. And it's a very unique way of doing it, but at still the basis for a sitcom, right? Sure. The five main characters, but they're the last people on earth. And it you should watch that, dude. It's really funny. All right. I will, I will, it's really, really funny. I will definitely check it out. Speaking of like farcical kind of shows, I really liked The Mick, which was the girl from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I thought that was funny because it was so over the top outrageous. And I, I like that about it. You know, it's still funny. It still understands that it itself is over the top out, outrageous. Yeah. 
And I, I really don't. I, did, I never watched that one. Uh, some current ones I watched was Brooklyn Nine-Nine, uh, Last Man on Earth, and um, <clears throat> Zach Galifianakis's um, sitcom um, Baskets. Have you watched Baskets at all? I only watched like the first episode. Did you not get into it? I didn't. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think the first one I thought was weird too, but you got to, if you watch a couple and just surrender to like, oh, this is like quirky and weird, then it gets really good. And Louis Anderson, who yeah. ended up winning the Emmy, uh, plays- His mom. His mom. Yeah. And, and Louis is awesome at it. Awesome at it. And that, that's, a, that's a really cool, smart, uh, different- Different show, but yeah. I, I would highly recommend all of those. Yeah, well, I'll definitely check out Last Man on Earth, and I'll give uh, Baskets another go. You would love Last Man on Earth because the Last Man on Earth part, the, the some of it that's really funny. Like uh, they don't tell you how he did it, but at one point, you know, he's uh, acquired like I don't know, like I think some stuff from the Oval Office <laughs> and some Picassos <laughs> and all this famous crap, but he just picked it up because he was traveling around right. and he's, you know, just screwing with it. And, his, uh, and it means yeah. it's worth nothing. Yeah, it's worth right. nothing. Or he uh, filled a swimming pool, made it, you know, filled it with uh, margaritas and just, <laughs> you know, like, so there's an aspect of like, what, what would you do if you could do whatever you wanted to do? Like, I think he uh, shoots bazookas instead of, uh, you know, just, just crazy. Just yeah, yeah, just because. Uh, but uh, no, it's super funny, man. Really, All really right, I will show. definitely check it out. I, I find that, I have a hard time getting into like newer network sitcoms, and I'll be like, I turn them off. I'm like, I, I, I can't. It's not funny. It's terrible. I, I can't get into them. And some of them, I'm really surprised at how huge they are and how they get keep they keep getting. Uh, What's that? The really super duper popular one. Uh, the um, those nerds. Uh, uh, Silicon like, Valley? No, no, I heard that's good. I haven't seen that. Uh, no, it's like a um, Mialam Bialik. I don't know her name. Maya uh, Bialik. Ma- oh, yeah. uh, the, uh, you were gonna say Third Rock from yeah, the Sun, but it's yeah, not it's that. Not, it's a. Uh, what is it? It's uh, like the most popular sitcom out there, isn't it? Yes. Well, you don't watch it, obviously. I did. Well, I've Do seen you? it. I've what the watched hell is it? Does it? it begin with an M? No. <laughs> is it M? I know that the one character says bazinga. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I know. What is that? I have no idea. I'll why, never get it. Why can't we think it's of It's two it? words, right? Why can't we think of it's it? It's ha 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 ha. Mama ha? Big Bang Theory. Yeah. I heard that's really popular. I, I watched I watched it a little bit, and I, you know, I laughed and thought it was funny, and then I just got tired of it. It was sort of like the same. Like, all right. <clears throat> My 18-year-old son uh, not long ago started, I guess he was flipping channels, and he got into that 70s show. Yeah, that's a And then he one. watched all of them. And whenever I would dip in the room and watch them, that show is funny. Yeah. That show is funny, dude. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. I watched that when it was on. But I feel like, like, well, there's a new one with the, who, who's the guy that played Joey on Friends? What's that guy's name? Oh, Joey. Everybody <laughs> calls him Joey. It's Joey. What is that dude's name? Uh, uh, Matt uh-huh. LeBlanc. Matt LeBlanc. Look at me today. Yeah, look Holy at you. Shit. Yeah. I, I, I usually have a That one a begins with a muh. <laughs> Maybe that's what you were thinking yeah. of. Did you ever watch Taxi? Fuck yes. Oh. Did I watch Taxi? I love Taxi. And Taxi was like rerun stage when I was a kid, you know. Well, all right, what's your favorite episode or one the, of them? The, the drug cookies. The, oh, that's a great the, one. The f- oh, when he's eating the cookie and he's like a Peru. <laughs> yeah. Southern Peru. Yeah. During the rainy season of 78 or whatever. Yeah. That one? Yes. Yeah, this is my one of my... I actually went to the... Um, when they, they first opened the uh, museum of, I think, television and radio it might just be the museum of television it's in like beverly hills mm-hmm. but you can go in and they have 
Uh, this is actually before you could find everything on Hulu, but they have all these old archive shows and you can uh, punch it into this thing and watch it with oh, headphones nice. on. Cool. And I'm like, ooh, I'm going to watch that this episode on Taxi that I'm going to tell you about. And I put it on and dude, I'm laughing out loud. But when I watched <laughs> it for the first time, I was crying. <laughs> Do you ever see the episode where Jim Ignatowski went to go get his driver's license? Did you ever see yes, that one? Yes. I'm not going to do it uh, justice, dude, but this scene went on for like 10 minutes, but he's <laughs> cheating at the DMV. So the rest of the cast is there. And Jim, you know, I don't even think he could write his name down right. But Jim goes, uh, 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 what, what do you do at a yellow light? And Bobby Wheeler goes, uh, slow down. And then Jim he goes, what do <laughs> you do, you do <laughs> at a yellow light? And then and Tony Danza goes, uh, slow down. <laughs> and then he goes, what <laughs> do? do? And they kept doing it. Slow down. It got to the point where he's going like this. He goes, uh, what <laughs> do? I mean, it, that oh, show. dude, I was crying watching that as a kid. Yeah. Crying watching that. Yeah, I loved it very much. It was awesome. Great. I came up with a, an idea. I have a treatment that I tried to sell a couple times, and I'm actually trying to sell it again, but I came up with a, an idea. Do you remember uh, Night Court? You mentioned Night mm -hmm. Court? Yeah. So Night Court had the cast of characters at Night Court, right? The judge and the bailiff and the two attorneys. And uh, whole, Dan Fielding yeah. and uh, the woman, whatever her name was. The, the blonde woman, uh, right? Yeah. And then, then then, they would have the wacky cast of characters that would come through there that were going to uh, have to be on trial right, at this for, night court. For their yeah. whatever. Right. Small, I love that show. Their small offenses. Yeah. I love that show. And I love the genius of it and how funny it was and also that they could have these wacky characters always coming through there. So I wrote a... Um, a uh, sitcom treatment that I've tried to sell a couple of times. And like I said, I'm trying to sell it again now, but it takes place in a Las Vegas instant wedding chapel. It's like one of those instant wedding chapels. Nice. And how I thought of the idea was that, um, uh, I was in one of those one time, someone was getting married that I knew and they were at one of those on the strip. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, just like, this is hilarious. Right. The, the, the thing is just hilarious it, and awesome. Yeah. It, it just, it's just being in there. Right. Sure. So anyway, this dude comes in, Wearing like a wife beater, right? He's got a tank top. He's got a he's he's got a Budweiser can in his hand, right? Wait, wait, this is what really happened. Or yeah, this is what really happened. Okay. Yeah, this is what really happened. And he walks in and he goes, like in a really loud voice. It's before the the, the ceremony I was at, sorry, but a really loud voice. He comes in. He goes, Yeah, me and uh, he's with this chick. He goes, Me and uh, what's your name again? <laughs> and she's like, You know, Diane. <laughs> me and Diane want to get married. And I'm like, Oh my god, this is awesome. So. I similar to very similar to the premise of Night Court. I wanted to uh, I set the sitcom in a Las Vegas instant wedding chapel. Great. We have the the uh, the guy, the main guy who uh, is like the justice of the peace who marries him. His brother is a divorce attorney, and his office is in the back of the chapel, <laughs> and he's always hitting on the chicks that are getting married. <laughs> and then uh, the other people that work at the chapel, and then the crazy cast of characters that come through there that are getting married, which could be anybody, right? Great. Including famous people. But uh, but a throwback to that old school, you know. Yeah. Because everything back then didn't even look real, right? Like night court, like that courtroom, it didn't look real. No. It looked like a courtroom if you were doing a high school play. <laughs> That's what I loved. And Sanford and Son, 
which was hilarious. One room, one with room, a bunch of junk thrown. One around. room with junk thrown on it, and sometimes he'd go into his front yard. Yeah, but rarely, rarely, and that rarely. was it. Yeah, that was it. Barney Miller took place in uh, that one the, precinct, and yeah. they had a jail cell. And I don't think there would usually yeah, the, ever be a scene out of there. Yeah, or they had the one main office. Off yeah, to the and side. T- uh, t- uh, taxi would always take place. In the taxi depot, and then occasionally there'd be a scene in um Somebody's the, apartment. Ba- the bar that they would go to, yeah, and then occasionally in the in the ta- in the taxi or at someone's apartment, like you didn't need to just it was, they were like I don't know theatrical is the word, but they were you, you just had to believe the premise, and then the comedy was what was great about it. Yeah, that's sounds- Louis De Palma from Taxi. Come on, Danny DeVito, yeah, yeah. as Louis De Palma, man. That who what was the what was the other guy with the he was supposed to be like the good looking dude with the oh yeah Bobby Wheeler did, uh, what's that uh, guy's name he ended up like doing softcore porn oh did he like not being in them but like producing them oh the last time I saw him he was on that Doctor Drew uh, rehab Jeff Conway yeah Jeff Conway yep yep sad Mary Lou Henner yeah uh, Danny DeVito yeah Jim McDowski awesome. Was that Christopher Lloyd? Uh, I, only yeah. know, I only know him as Doc from, Doc Back, from Back to the Future. Yeah. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, man. Was, I used to love uh, the sitcoms. Obviously, back then, it didn't dawn on me. But, you know, back in like the, the 70s, early 80s, they all had catchphrases. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, like. W- w- what w- you talking about, Willis? W- yeah. What you talking about, Willis? And then he'd say it again. And you'd be like, ah! Or the whole episode, you're yeah. waiting you're for waiting the You're waiting for it. Then he'd say it again. you be like, ah! He said it again. Thank God he said it. Right? Catchphrase. Yeah, yeah. You gotta have a catchphrase in your in your. Mine's show. what you're talking about, Willis. As, <laughs> as someone did. <laughs> Mine's what you're talking about, Gillis. Oh, yeah. look at you. Yeah. What was the uh, What was the one with Jimmy Walker? That one was good. What's happening? What's happening? Yeah, I didn't. What really, was the one with rerun? What was the one with rerun? That was awesome. Wait, was that what's happening? No. Yeah. One, no. Jimmy Walker was not. You're confusing your black sitcoms. The, the one with, with rerun, rerun was Dwayne, he had Raj, Dwayne, Dwayne, Dwayne and D, D, and Shirley at the yeah, restaurant. Right, loved that show. What was the name of that one? Good times. No, no we got it backwards. Yeah, I got it backwards. Yeah. Right, good times yeah. was the. But uh, and then rerun was the callback, right? Because uh, well, uh, Dwayne Wade would go, hey, 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 yeah, right, which was. Uh, but uh, rerun, he just busted into that dance. Yeah, <laughs> his callback was that dance. And the best episode, everybody knows what the best episode what? is the what? Gong Show episode. Oh God, yeah. Come the on, Gong man. Show's back, by the way. I heard that's coming back. Wa- you know, it's back. I watched it. It's on and yeah, back. It's on. Who's hosting it? Uh, some like British cat. Is, is, Wait, that always makes me uncomfortable when I don't know the dude for some weird reason, you know. But he's uh, I just good? I watched part of one of it. Uh, I think the Chuck Barris original Gong Show. Um, well, maybe even this Gong Show is supposed to be good for how awful it is in a way. But uh, the did, original. Did they make the set look kind of cheesy? Exactly the same. Uh, everything's the same. Oh, yep. I don't want to watch everything. it. What network is yeah, it? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Is it I'm on Netflix or something? No, no, it's uh, oh, TV. Network TV. Yeah, match games back on. I caught a couple minutes of that with uh, Alec Baldwin. Yeah, right? yeah. But those, uh, I used to love watching, pretending I was sick so I could stay home from school, watching old uh, sitcoms and old game shows. Yeah, old game shows, man. Yeah, I loved Match Game and I loved Scrabble. Chuck Woolery, he did the oh, yeah. Love Connection, what but a, he did Scrabble. You love you even hit Love Connections back on. That's back on too. Yeah, yeah. no, his original, uh, his original Love Connection. 
Can't, couldn't, can't beat it. Remember Card Sharks? Remember that one? Of course, Card, card Sharks was amazing. Uh, what was that one with the giant dice? What was card that one? Sharks, chart, what, uh, what was the one with the high rollers? High rollers. Do you remember uh, uh, Press Your Luck? Yeah. Do you remember when that dude, it turned out to be like, I think they made a documentary about it, the guy that was cheating on Press Your Luck that figured out the. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember watching it in real time when that happened. And you're like, I remember being like, why is this guy. <laughs> Like, so good at it. You know, he, he kept winning. He figured out when yeah. to watch for whatever was going to be right before. Yeah, by recording it. Yeah. Those are the good old days when you could cheat. Yeah. Well, good on him for figuring yeah. it out, right? Like, was it cheating or did he just figure it out? No, I guess they I guess they actually wasn't cheating. I think they had to, like, buy him out or something because he wasn't cheating. And then, then uh, you should watch the documentary on that guy. It's pretty good because after he like soaked them for all that money, I think they maybe had to buy him out. I I'm, I I forget how it ended, but I think they're like, "Come on, dude, stop it." Yeah. But uh, he went on to get into some other weird things. Like I think he like I think he tried to win a million dollars or something like that by um, getting a one dollar bill that had the correct serial numbers for a radio show, and then maybe somebody stole all his one dollar uh, bills. Uh, like you know, there's a lot more to it. Yes. Than he's he's very into. Uh, gaming the system, but not in a. I loved all those eight, all, all old game shows, like the new ones. I'm not that into. Like, there's a lot of new game shows on, right? Yeah, I mean, a friend of mine talks about them all the time. Like, Beat Shazam is one where you know the Shazam on your phone, where yep. yeah, mm-hmm. that and the one the wall where I guess yeah, like giant I mean. plinko. Yeah. I, I don't care. I didn't watch. I didn't really watch Who Wants to Be a Millionaire except at the beginning when all that hype was about it, and then quickly I'm like, this game kind of sucks, and I don't really care. Yeah. Well, since this is a comedy podcast, just not tonight. There, are there any comedy? Uh, there's no comedy game shows. Yeah. Oh, make me laugh. I was on that. Were you? Oh, I thought of a funny thing. I actually forgot about this. You, uh, people remind me of things, and I can't remember stuff. And this is amazing that I can't remember the story that in very detail that I'm going to tell you. But it dawned on me because somehow it came up that um, make me laugh. Uh, something came up. I saw somebody mention something about it, and. I was there because a friend was going to be one of the comedians, right? Yeah. And I'm going to do my best to remember this, right? What year is this, like 81? Yeah, something like that. But my friend was going to be one of the comedians. And I think if you made it through all the rounds and you didn't laugh, which, by the way, everybody made it through and didn't didn't (laughs) laugh, right? (laughs) But if you made it through all the rounds and didn't laugh, I think you got like a 1000 bucks or something like that. So um, anyway, I'm hanging out there with my friend and- they're like a contestant short. Like a contestant's out there. Like one of the regular humans. Yeah. Not one of the comedians. Right. And they're like, do you want to do it? And I'm like, uh, no. Sure. No. Why? I'm like, no. Dude, first of all, I'm a comedian. And second of all, I probably know some of the comedians on the show. You know what I mean? I didn't want to do it. And they're like pretty much like, dude, we need you to do this. We don't have anyone to do this. Can they just grab somebody out of the studio audience? Um, I guess maybe um they didn't want to totally do that and be nervous that the person they might grab might be an idiot because I'm assuming they don't they didn't just grab people. I'm assuming they interviewed them, made them do something. Sure. I don't know what made they made sure them they, do. It was but, gonna work on TV. So then I say, hey, I'm gonna maybe know some of the comedians, and they're like, yeah, we'll tell them, and don't worry about it. Just you know, go on there and right. And I'm like, uh, okay. And then it turns out you like win a thousand bucks if you don't laugh. Don't laugh. But I think there was an element. This is where I'm foggy. I think there was an element where you also had to like wager 
some of your points or something uh, to be yeah, the winner, yeah, yeah. maybe, I have a big right? Recollection of that. So there was, there was, uh, you know, like you could go before the next funnier comedian or something like that. So yeah. there was, you know, anyway, but and there was a weird hierarchy of comics too. Like the funniest guy is going to be the last one on. Yeah, there was, there was something like that in it, but it was really funny because I'm like, okay, they they pretty much make me do it, and then I thought, oh, what about my comedian friends that see me as a contestant on there? They're going to be like, dude, why the hell did you do that? Yeah, right. But anyway, so. They they pretty much go, come on, we need you to do it. And I'm like, okay. And then before it starts, they have you, they have me and the other two contestants practice our, oh, we're almost going to laugh, but we're not going to laugh, laugh, you know, like. Right, because no, that no, brings no, the funny yeah, for the TV the holding audience. it in. Yeah, because yeah, they don't want you just sitting there being like, nah. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so we all practice those, and I thought it was pretty hilarious. And I go out there, and I think, I think a couple of the comics recognize me. I don't know, but I tried to do my, you know, almost laugh. So I make it to the end. It's me and the other contestant. And um, and I just bet everything. Yeah. Hoping the other person would have bet everything. And I think they would have won. But the other chick was an idiot and <laughs> bet like half of it for some weird reason. Okay. Or, I don't know. Anyway, I won. <laughs> I won the money. I got to see if I can find that episode. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't believe what's even crazier is I can't believe that I forgot that. You know what I mean? Like, how do I forget? Like a chunk of time. How do, but how do I forget? And that's like a big deal. Like you, you, I can't even remember who, what the comic was I went with that was going to be the comedian on the show. Do you know huh, what I mean? Yeah. Like, how do I forget that? That's not good. I don't know. The only TV shows that I ever actually went to tapings of and was at was uh, Wheel of Fortune. I hated. I oh, really? We left. <gasps> and I'll tell you why. They make you clap so much. <laughs> like every time that wheel spins, yeah, they course. need you clapping. Yeah. And uh, oh my gosh. And the, and the, like they start like telling you, they were like, listen, if you're going to be in this audience, we need, like it starts getting like that. It yeah. starts out very lighthearted yeah, and fun. I don't know if you know this. I did audience warm up. <laughs> I was uh, that guy. This is different. I know, but I'm just saying I was that guy. So you have people that are, they just say like whatever TV show. Like in this case, they liked Wheel of Fortune. So people go, oh, it'd be fun. Let's go to Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. And you have people that like live in the area that for whatever reason want to go. Uh-huh. And then you have people that are on vacation and they're maybe at Universal Studios sure. or something like that. And they're minding their own damn business. And somebody's like, you want to be in an audience? <laughs> and it sounds all fun, right? You want to be in the audience? Yeah. And, and when you watch it at home, it's on there for 30 minutes. So people are like, yeah, you know, they just paid a hundred bucks to get into Universal Studios and they get finagled into going to be an audience member. And then once they sit down in there, then it all turns. It's like, shut up and do what we say. Yeah. And not only that, clap every time the wheel spins and we're going to tape five episodes today. Right. We left. We at, got up and left. At the quickest, that's going to be two and a half hours. And yeah. Yeah. I think we lasted one episode and then they started they don't want to let you leave either they they kind of they make you feel like you're you're letting them down you're you're kidnapped though they they don't they don't tell you and when you want to leave leave they don't they they make you think you can't go right and but it got to that point i'm like we're just leave we're we're out of we're going we can't this is stupid and we left yeah i got fired from doing audience warm-up i think i think the either either the second to last time i did audience warm-up or the uh, might have been the time I got fired. Then I did it one more time after that. Yeah. Either way, the one I didn't get fired from, there was a show called Hang Time. It was like Saved by the Bell. It was like a uh, kids, kids. Yeah. It was like a kids whatever, right? Uh-huh. And their audience warm-up guy couldn't make it, so they called me and they wanted me to go there. And by the way, when you do audience warm-up, you don't do your act, right? You don't do your 
act. You uh, amuse the crowd and try to keep them energetic and entertained and also trick them into laughing and clapping and all that stuff, right? While they're being held there against their will yeah. for way too long for a show they maybe don't even like, yeah. right? Or you know even know, know that in some so, cases. So even if you could do stand-up, let's just say you could, I, I certainly couldn't do stand-up for three hours, <laughs> yeah. right? So you have to think of other things and trivia and this and that. And not only that, I've told you before that I think a lot of audiences go to comedy shows wondering if the comedian's going to suck. Yeah. I'll tell you for sure, <laughs> people that go to TV tapings are like, oh my God, the audience warm-up guy, this right? Guy. So I'm at I'm at this kid's show, and you can't curse, you can't be dirty at right. all, right. nothing like that. Not and, even close. Not, not even, even close. Not even innuendo. Even, not even at a kid's one, but uh, but especially at a kid's sure. one, but, right? But um, And you have to entertain him. And I'm trying my ass off, and a friend of mine worked on the show, and he you know got me the gig, so I'm trying my ass off. And there's like some 12-year-old kid like sitting right next to me. Yeah. And he's like literally going, you fucking suck. <laughs> and as a comedian, you want to like rip on him. Yeah. But it's not. And I'm thinking to myself, did this 12 year old kid just say, <laughs> just say you fucking suck? What would you right? say to him? Anything? Well, I thought like, me, he, he might, I must have not heard that right. You know what I mean? Right. And then I'm like still, you know, doing something. And uh, to the kid's credit, he was right. I was fucking sucking. But still. But still. That's not. That's it's rude, a, man. That's rude. But anyway, he drops another you fucking suck. And I like, I'm like, what? And I'm thinking, what am I going to do? Because I can't say anything. So I put my hand over the mic and I pull the mic down and I told the kid, you know, you better shut the hell up, little kid. You know what I mean? But, but I got fired from, it was a game show called Your Favorite Girl Next Door. And it was sort of a spinoff of, um, not a spinoff, that's not that's not correct. But what was that show that Chris Hardwick did with the um, with Jenny McCarthy? It was on like MTV or something. Oh. It was like a... Yeah. Yeah, people would be sitting around a chair or something, they'd be like, you know... It's kind of like a, a dating game. Of but they'd be like, you know... Or dating game, But it would right? be like, uh, it'd be, there'd be like a tons of uh, the opposite sex on the other side yeah, of this yeah. wall. Yeah. And they'd be like, they'd ask maybe the person in the chair, something like chocolate ice cream or vanilla ice cream. Right, right. And then he'd be like vanilla. And then everybody that said chocolate would have to walk by and right. be like, Oh, sorry, you didn't get me. You didn't yeah, get me. Yeah. It was something like that. Right. So that show was wildly popular. So the guys that created this show, it was called your favorite girl next door. And it was like a, they would have maybe like, I don't know, five or six girls on it. It was a half an hour show. And it was like a mini kind of beauty pageant but it was like your girl next door and they would do these things and of course dudes came up with this and idea. I, I think the i think the audience would vote on stuff and then maybe uh, yeah the audience kept voting and they would pick a winner eventually right so anyway it was a really easy fun show to do audience warm-up on because a game show was fun because uh people like a, a sitcom Something might break or a set might not work and you might have to fill for like 30, 45 minutes while they fix it, right? Yeah. And it also might be a show that people don't even know. Right. Or that sucks, right? right? But a game show, even even like your favorite girl next door, there's a, kind of a game going on and people are sort of engaged just because it's a game. Right. Right? So, and this one was easy and I was getting the hang of it. It was one of those deals where they do like five in a day, right? So, um, and a friend got me that job too, right? And everything was going great. So the last part of the game show, I think they would narrow it down to two women and then they would have to do a talent like, okay. like Miss America. Sure. They'd have to do a talent. Hula hoop, roller right. skating. Or whatever. Play an instrument. Right. So I think if there was, I think there, there would, there would be three of them and then they would narrow it down to two. So 
in rehearsal beforehand, and it, even if it wasn't in rehearsal, the, the third one, she also had a talent, right? But she got eliminated. Right. So what I would do to kill time is, like, say whatever number three girl got eliminated. Mm -hmm. After she got eliminated, I'd go, hey, do you want to come out and do your talent? And of course they did. They wanted to be on TV in the first place. Right. So I'd go back out to the guard. I'd be like, hey, how about another hand for Sarah? And everybody would clap for Sarah and she'd sure. feel good about herself, right? And I'm like, Sarah's going to do her talent. And the talent was always like 20, 30 seconds. And she would do it and then they would like it and it would be fun. Everything was cool, right? So during one of the rehearsals, because they'd have two during the day because they were taping five of them, like a bunch of people like, oh, you got to watch this girl. You got to watch what she does. And I'm like, all right, you know, I don't really. So she would karate chop a board in half. Right. And like she had a stage hand and he held the board yeah. and she's like, you know, she got down and she's like, hey, yeah. And yeah. she chops the board in half. Sure. And like, it's cool. And I'm like, yeah, all right. I mean, it wasn't that cool to me, but I get, they all, all right. thought it was cool, right? All right, so you well, break anyway, the board, sure. Well, anyway, it's the last taping on the last day. And the karate chop girl gets eliminated. Okay. Right? So uh, she gets eliminated, and I got to go out and do my thing. And I go to the karate chop girl. Hey, during the next thing, you want to come out and do your karate chop thing? And she's like, yeah, okay. And she's like, can you hold the board? And I'm like, well, I didn't hold it in in uh, rehearsal. Like, who, who, you know, she must have told somebody how to hold it. I go, we should get whoever you yeah. told to hold it. Hold. Let's see, can we find that guy? And that guy's like, I'll do it. So... All right, all right, cool. So the so, two guys that created the show, one of them is the director, and he's up in the booth somewhere directing it. And I think the other guy, I don't know where he is or what he's doing, but he's like wandering around doing doing yeah. his gig. All right. So I bring the girl back out to do the karate chop thing, and I'm like, let's give it up for, you know, whatever her name is, right? And uh, the stage manager who's speaking to the director yeah. on the headset, he goes, hold on, Peter, hold on. We want to set the cameras. They want to film it. And I'm thinking, well, I'm a genius, right? Yeah. Like, they want to film Karate Chop Girl. That's how into this they are. Yeah. And I'm the guy who thought about bringing her back. They're going to love me. All right. Like, what a great idea, right? Okay. So I stand off to the side and, you know, give it up for what's-her-face again. And then she's like, hey The board doesn't go, right? So, you know, you've seen that before, right? Sure. So then the karate person, you know. They do it again. Right? They refocus, right? Yeah. You know. hey Nothing happens again, right? And uh, whatever. And then uh, she goes again. Right? Hiya! Cracks the board. The place goes crazy. Rah! Huge. Like, ah! They go, they go nuts. And and then uh, and then the guy's like, great. You know, thanks for getting that. Right? And yeah, one more time for what the hell's her face? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So now I'm waiting my turn to, to go back out there when I have to go back out there. And I, for whatever reason, I kind of glance over my shoulder and I see Karate Chop Girl sitting over there. And she's like flexing her hand, you know? And as a dude, I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, oh, she's acting like a puss because her, her, her hand, hurts. like, you know what I mean, right? Sure. And I'm like, whatever, you know, I don't think anything of it, right? And then I, like, kind of looking back out there to see when I have to walk back out, and I kind of glance over again, and now she's doing it even more, and some other girls are talking to her. Uh. And then I'm like, then I start thinking, her hand's not even hurt, because karate people, when they mischop the board, they don't go, oh, my hand hurts, right, you know? So I'm thinking, oh, now she's doing this because she lost. Yeah. Because she came in third. Okay. And she and she's pretty hot, too. All right. And she was like bummed she came in third. So now it was turning into like, oh, my hand, I right? some sympathy. And I can't even believe that either. And I, I don't really, you know, I don't want her to be hurt, but I don't really care. I'm going back out there and doing my job. So I go back out there. And not only that, not counting her hand, I was like a stud, right? They stopped. They filmed it. They thought it was such a great idea. Got a big, huge applause. Like, I'm still on the, like, I'm, I'm awesome. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I get off uh, the the uh, the stage uh, there. Now now let me stop the story at this point. So 
As a warm-up guy, when the crowd's tired, one of the things you do is you give them pieces of candy. Sure. So I would make him do something to get a piece of candy. So I have my bag of, my giant bag of like Halloween 99 cent store candy, right? Sure. It's one of my go-tos. And the other thing I had a bit I would do is this, I would do this thing called helium theater, where I had a party store helium tank yeah. and these giant balloons. And I would, you know, pick two people out of the crowd and I would know fill up the helium and then we would do famous movie scenes like uh, right. that uh that uh you can't handle the truth right, right. you know you want the truth but it'd be on helium hilarious right so i have a helium tank there so i got my helium tank and my candy also at this point i'm newly married and i have a car and i have no idea why i did this because it wasn't in the days of uber or whatever but i asked my wife if she could drop me off and pick me up when i'm done and this is also early cell phone days like not everybody had a cell phone right okay so I don't have a car. My wife is at our house with my car. Okay. Now back to the story. So I'm looking over at hand ringing girl, whatever she's doing her thing. And I'm standing there waiting for my chance to go back on. And the other creator producer guy comes walking up. Right. And I'm still thinking I'm the man. Uh, yeah. Here I'm comes thinking, my congratulations. Right, I'm thinking I'm the man, dude. Yeah. Peter Berman, we right. have another show right. we want you to do one. And, and, and we're going to give right. you a raise. And I'm holding the microphone still, too, because yeah. I have to keep walking out. And every time I walk out, I turn it on, right? And this, so we're like, oh, now the creator right. of the show. No, no. So I'm backstage, and this guy comes up to me, right? And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking what you were just saying. I'm thinking I'm going to get yeah. congratulated, sure. and you're the man, right? And he's like about two inches away from my face, and he yells, what the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> right? <laughs> now, in the meantime, what the fuck was I thinking? I'd been doing it, I'd been doing it for uh, two days, right? right. What the fuck were you thinking? And, um, and uh, <laughs> at this point, I still think he's joking, okay. right? Yeah. And I'm holding the mic, and he grabs the mic out of my hand, right? And he goes, you're fucking fired, right? And I, I've never even been fired before, right, of anything. <laughs> yeah. And I and I think he's, I still think he's joking. Okay. Then, like, out of a movie, the line producer goes walking by, and he sees her, and he goes, get him off my fucking set. Oh. He throws me off a set, like like in a weird, like, show-busy movie. Yeah, yeah. And I can't believe it. Now I, now I totally understand he's not joking, right? <laughs> right, right. This part I'm not sure about. I must have been confused or dizzy, but- for some unbeknownst reason, I grab my helium tank and my candy. That's mine. <laughs> right. I should have just left it. But I leave, and I'm leaving thinking like, oh, my God, I just got fired, yeah. right? And now that there's only like five minutes left in the show, dude. <laughs> and my friend got me the job. Yeah. A friend got me the job who's like a producer on the show. So I'm walking out, and it's all like a bit much. Like, And there's another part of me like, fuck that guy, and fuck her. Like, what the hell, right? So I walk out and uh, the door shuts behind me and it's like a gigantic st studio, a soundstage. Mm -hmm. And it's just like a big giant wall. Like, <sighs> kind of door they got to pull it right? open and, sort and, of thing. And not only that, there's nowhere to go. Like I got to walk a ways to get around yeah. the thing. And then it dawns on me, oh my God, I don't have a car <laughs> or a ride. There. Right. Or right. And then, and then not only that, you don't even want to suck at people. Like, I feel like everybody in there knows I just got fired. Like the whole audience. Yeah. Are, and they're going to be leaving in like five minutes. I know they're leaving. Yeah. So like I hear a door open and they start filing out. I'm trying to hide. <laughs> so yeah. it, why, why was it? Because she broke her hand? And no, she, well, so anyway, first of all, I did another audience warm up show one time. It was like this zany show. Called, wait, I'm going to tell you, but I did this zany show called Rock and Bowl. Okay. And it was college bowling teams and they would 
they were like legit bowling teams. Like these guys that shot 300s and stuff, perfect okay. games. But they would have to bowl on like a recliner All right. or off uh, the ball would have to go off a ramp, right? Okay. So I think one of the guys on one of the teams is like the first college bowler ever to bowl like two, 300 games ever, right? Okay. Well, the dude's warming up and he blows his knee out, right? All right. I have nothing to do with this one. But he blows his knee out, and someone goes up to the producer and is like, so-and-so just blew his knee out. And the producer very calmly goes, okay, uh, call an ambulance, right? Because right. they have insurance. Right. Shit might happen. Yeah. And this dude blew his knee out. Yeah. Well, this show had insurance, too. The chick hurt her hand, so she said she hurt her hand, so do whatever you got to do to make sure she's okay. You know what I mean? So anyway... Uh, yeah, I guess the guy got mad at me because she was starting to make a big deal about her hand being hurt, right? So the next morning, I get a phone call really early in the morning, like 8 o'clock or something like that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm like hello? And uh, <laughs> it's the uh, line producer from the show. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's so-and-so from, from your favorite girl next door. Dude, I think she's calling to tell me sorry. <laughs> like, sorry, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> Mark or whatever had a bad sorry. moment. Sorry. And uh, yeah, I thought she was calling. Like, I'm an idiot, dude. I thought she was calling to say st sorry. And she, and I'm like, hello? And she's like, yeah, it's so-and-so from, you know, your favorite girl next to me. I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? She goes, I'm just calling to tell you that um, Tiffany went to the emergency room. I'm like, uh-huh. And it turns out, yeah, nothing was broken or fractured. It was just a bruise. And I'm like, uh... Okay, so I'll see I go, you on Monday? No, I go, okay, uh... I, go, I honestly thought you were calling to apologize. <laughs> and she's like, uh, no. <laughs> No, we're not calling to apologize. <laughs> and my friend, uh, my friend wanted this job, so he couldn't have my back. But um, you know, you have, I was going to ask if you've ever been fired, but we worked together at Comedy World. Did you? Did you get? You got fired from Comedy World, right? Well, you, it was like you, a, it was like the end of it. Later, it off. was. Yeah. It was laid off. Okay, because it just went under. But what about you? Were you were doing a uh, show with somebody else at the time? He got fired, didn't he? He didn't just get when, laid off. Did you both get laid off, or did you get fired? Shane. Yeah. He got fired first. He got fired, so they didn't fire you. Well, they suspended both of us. Uh -huh. So we were working at, just for context, we were working at Comedy World. It was a, like one of the first internet radio things in the year 2000, so obviously no one's clicking on anything yet for that, and it was a poorly run operation. So we were on the air, and we uh, at that time we were on like one or two AM stations on the East Coast as well as being on the internet, and we... For some reason, we sang the word pussy to Beethoven's fifth. I don't know why. We were just a pussy, 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 I mean, pussy. I had to be there for that. I don't know. Were uh, you yeah. not there for that? No, I mean, I don't. I Dude, I just told you I can't remember being on a TV show, but I, I was working with you on the show, so I had to be there for that. Yeah, I can't remember that. Remember? Oh, I do kind of remember it. Yeah. Okay, I do kind of remember that. And, and and it went by as if nothing. Nothing. We, no, you would we, never even think. It went by like you just said it right now. Yeah. You don't think anyone's going to come in here? No. Yeah. No, as if uh, it didn't seem like we broke any rules, like nothing crazy. I thought at that time you could, uh, uh, Stern was on the radio. He was saying pussy yeah. on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. And and we, we weren't ever given any sort of parameter like that. We knew not to say like fuck and shit and all yeah. of that. You're not stupid. Yeah. But it didn't seem like so we you got were, so you got laid off or you got you got suspended. Suspended. Here's the thing: it was so stupid. We got suspended with pay, and they said, "That's the best way to get suspended." Kind of. Oh, yes, it is about ninety percent good, but there's this ten percent that sucks because they're like, "We'll call you when we're ready for you to come back, so stay close." Meaning, don't go f to Europe on vacation with your 
free money. So you can't really do anything because you don't know when they're going to call you to come back in and work. And we just thought we didn't even really understand why they suspended us, except they said that people complained in Syracuse or whatever from that AM station. So until all that was worked out or things settled worked down, well, I settled down. Were you going to take a poll later? Hey, the people that were offended by pussy. Oh, oh we just did it again. I, I think it was one of those things like, like we're going to talk with the general manager there and we'll convince okay. and, and whatever. Like things were supposed to just kind of die down. Well, that never happened. They just were like, fuck you guys. You're not going to be on our radio station anymore. And so they, they just fired Shane, my buddy Shane and, and that you worked with also, but they told me they were like, uh, because I have production skills, they were like, we want- And they were paying you. Yeah. They so, wanted you to earn your money. Right. Well, so they they told me, they're like, we're going to give you a pay cut, which we were making so much ridiculous money for, not, it was stupid, that the pay cut was still awesome. And, and we want you to produce for all the shows that are on. And I'm like, uh, okay, fine. That's a great, fine, I'll do it. And uh, so I did that. And that was only maybe for like another month until the whole company ran out of money and just- uh, went under. Yeah, Were they, you there? Yeah, yeah. They screwed everybody. I had our yeah. show. Remember, I was the replacement show <laughs> for you with with Aaron. It was just you and Aaron. That's right. Yeah, me and Aaron, and then uh, Bobby Tessel, my friend, That's and right. uh, Todd Sawyer, my friend. That's right. Yeah, Bobby Tessel didn't make it the whole way either because Aaron and Bobby got in a big fight, uh, which is really funny. Uh, you know, Aaron was the host of the show, they the co-host. Made, they she made was, her. She was the co-host. Yeah. Yeah, it was morning sickness or the Berman oh, and Carmen. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, uh, she still wanted to be insanely ir- irreverent, and mm-hmm. it didn't matter. She was my co-host, right? Yeah. Like, they weren't going to fire Aaron Carmen, oddly, right? They weren't going to fire the co-host of the show, right? Without a really good reason. Yeah. Assuming everything was running fine, right? Yeah. But uh, my two comedian buddies that wrote for the show uh, had a problem with a lot of the st- stuff she was doing. Like at the time, the show was on uh, The Weakest Link. Remember the show, The Weakest Link? I mm-hmm. think it was a game show. Yeah. So Aaron wanted my two buddies, the writers, to write a comedy sketch called The Weakest Chink. <laughs> and they were like... <laughs> Sorry for laughing. Yeah, they're like, we're not, yeah. you know. We're not going to do yeah. that. Yeah. And not a, my one friend was like, we're not going to do that. And the other one was like totally appalled, right? Okay. And, and I, dude, I get it, right? But at the same time, they're not going to fire... Aaron, right? And my, both my buddies were comics working on the road and they got a job at Comedy World and they were getting paid well, right? Yeah. So my one friend, Todd Sawyer, I say, hey, Todd, like, um, I get it. And if you can't work with her under those circumstances, I get it if you want to bail. Like, sure. I get it. Yeah. But if you want the job and stuff, you're gonna, you, don't, you don't need to write the weakest chink sketch, but you got to figure a way to, you know, kind of, work around that and make that happen. And that's not that hard to do. You know what I mean? For one, you could just sort of not write the sketch and keep putting it off or, or whatever, or you could pitch a better idea yeah. or whatever. Right. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. But my other friend, he had a huge problem with it. And I had the same conversation with him about it. Like same thing. Like, dude, if you want the job, it's good money, regular money, and they're not going to fire her. So if it comes down to it, you or her, they're going to let you go. So, you got to try to figure out a way to work around it here. And if you can't figure out a way to work around it, you want to leave. Like I get that too. Right. Same yeah. conversation. Right. So my one friend totally gets it. Were they, uh, were they a little mad at you for saying that to them? No. 
Okay. No, because I wasn't saying something that was untrue. I, I didn't go write the weakest chink sketch, but right, right. and I wasn't signing off on that idea. Right. Like I, I, I mean, dude. Like. But were they mad that you weren't then taking their side? And no, because it was actually a weird thing. Because I think uh, Aaron uh, felt all along that they were my friends and we were all comics, and that and that they weren't like giving her the funny stuff or they were saying the funny stuff or or whatever, you know. Which I mean. I don't agree with that either, but I could see why she would think that. Not yeah. at the time, I couldn't because I was like, sure, you know, I, got you. I didn't have a good world view of everybody else's feelings and stuff, <laughs> you know. But but I think she felt like it was three against one. But I was always so conscious because she would say it's three against one that I would not make it three against one. Gotcha. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that that kind of bugged my friends. That kind of bothered my friends that they wanted me to have their back every once yeah. in a while. Yeah. And I'm like, well, she thinks I have your back all the time. So I was getting in this jam where they wanted me to have their back once in a while. Yeah. And I'm like, well, she thinks all I do is have your back. So I was trying to have their back in a different way. Like, just be cool. Keep the gig. And if she wants to go complain to management, they won't do the weakest chink bit. Maybe management will be like, yeah, we shouldn't do the weakest chink bit. Right. Good for them. Yeah. Right? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Right. Like, that was the thing. And, and I was like, and if you can't hang on or you don't want to hang on, I get it. Right? But if you're going to be here, you got to work and you got to figure out a way around it. So my one friend totally got it. And my one friend, if for no other reason he got it, he wanted the money. Sure. He wanted me. You said you got ridiculously overpaid. I didn't get ridiculously overpaid. I was just getting overpaid. You know, they ridiculously overpaid everybody there. And my friends were getting sort of overpaid. And at the end of the day, too, like day two that they hired me to be the co-host, I got my buddies that wanted regular jobs, jobs. And we, and doing we, comedy. Doing comedy. And we didn't know it was going to close. We didn't know it was going to shut down. And now that we were doing comedy together, dude, yeah. we were like, we we're getting to hang out and make each other laugh and come up with shit together. So that was fun. Mm-hmm. Right. And my one friend got it, but it was, it was, they, Aaron didn't like them. I think she was fine with me. Aaron didn't like them at all. And they didn't like her. At the end of the day, right? So anyway, my one friend understood all that. Yeah. My other friend didn't understand it, right? Yeah. And I had already talked to him about it, and I wasn't getting the, uh, okay, I see where you're coming from with that. I wasn't getting that, right? So at the end of a, a work shift one day, uh, they had those offices there. There yeah. were some offices. He, like, my friend follows me into one of the offices and privately, and he's going, like, I don't know if I could do this. I don't know if I could do this. And I just finished saying to him again, dude, if you can't do it, don't do it, right? right? But they're not going to fire her. So if she goes and complains to management that you're not doing your job, they're going to fire you, right? So either figure out a way to work this out, better bits or this, or leave, or stay and figure it out, right? So while I'm in the middle of defending Aaron, yeah. Aaron, like, kicks the door open, <laughs> and it's like, you motherfuckers are, are, are in here. T- <laughs> oh, my God, I'm laughing because yeah. that is her. <laughs> yeah, you motherfuckers are in here talking about me. And, dude, I can't win because I, I'm actually defending her. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, my friend's sitting there disappointed I'm not sticking up for him, and I'm literally defending her. And I'd never gotten any kind of altercation with her at all about yeah. anything. And I've always, I always listened to her concern about that she felt like it was that way. But here I am defending her ass for like two, three days in a row and she doesn't know it, yeah. right? And she kicks the door open and is literally like, and, and we're in the offices, not our office, yeah, like yeah, offices, yeah. Right. right? And she's like, you motherfuckers are talking about me and fuck you. And, you know, calling my friend a pussy and all that, and then yelling at me. And then I started yelling back at her because oh. like she was totally accusing me of shit I wasn't doing. Yeah. And I'm like, just chill the fuck out. I was fucking. So then I forget the, who's the little bearded guy? He was like a, 
Yeah, I can't. He had he had come I, from radio, but he had come from radio. Yeah, I remember and the name? And he either. fancied himself as like a radio general uh, manager guy. Yeah, yeah. You guys probably hated him because you came from radio. But do you remember what I was talking about? Little bearded yes, yes. guy. I don't remember his name, but yes. Yeah, and he was like maybe like number three on the totem pole. Sure. He wasn't the main guy ripping everybody off, right. or the second guy, but he was like the next guy after sure. that ripping everybody off, right? Yeah. So. He comes in, he's like, what's going on? And she's like, it's these motherfuckers and da 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 right? And by the way, if you remember our hours, right, we were on from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the East, East Coast. Coast. Yeah. So that means you had to be at work 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Right. And since it was a daily show, you couldn't roll in at 3. You had no. to get there at like midnight yeah. or earlier to prepare for what was going on that day, right? So you were literally working graveyard. We were like yeah. at midnight yes. to like seven or eight in the morning. That's how it was when we started with uh, with Shane, with Rover. Right, yeah. right. Midnight is like 7 a.m. in the morning, right? So she's making a big scene, and I told her to keep it down, and then the big boss man guy comes in, and he's like, what the hell is going on? She's calling me a pussy and my friend a pussy, and he doesn't want to have this meeting right now because he's doing something because it's like nine in the morning. Right. He just got to work. So he's like, you know, come back at two, and we're going to talk about this. And two in the in the afternoon was like two in the morning. morning right. Or maybe more like three, four in the morning, sure. right? So I go home, get no sleep, got to come back. And I don't talk to my friend about it. This isn't the days where you could text and right. call and go, what are you going to say? Right. And what's up? So we show up. It's me, my buddy, big boss man, and Aaron. And Aaron's still fucking pissed, right? And I'm like kind of looking for like, okay, maybe maybe we can work this out. And I'm hoping my friend is cool. And the oh, big man. boss man goes, so what's going on? To my friend. And my friend goes, um, I just don't feel very safe here. Okay. Yeah. And I'm like, of all the things to say, bro. You know what I mean? Like Weird, too. And and I think Aaron's like, see, he's a pussy, right? Uh, no, no kidding, like no kidding. And I think the boss was like, yeah, you're kind of a pussy. Like he could have said anything except that, which totally. How can I stick up for the guy when he's? Yeah, everybody, my friend doesn't feel safe here. You know what I mean? So they the boss pretty much said, yeah, like yeah, you know, okay, dude. Like I mean, if, you're either you're in or you're, you're out. You're in or out, and he decided he was out. And then he got out, and then, you know, it was very tense after that with me and Aaron and my other buddy. And then, like, two weeks later, they, you know, abruptly yeah. called and said, come get your shit out of the desk because we're not paying you any of the money we owe you. Yeah. They, they actually, I told you, they uh, grossly overpaid me. I think, who was your radio agent at the time? Do you remember? Robert Eatman. Yeah, he, he was my agent yeah. for the deal. I might have even asked you guys. So Eatman's, like, negotiating my deal forever, and maybe because they, I didn't know they were going to close, and Eatman didn't know they were going to close, but they were going to close, so they're stringing them along. And the whole thing was, like, whenever they finally decide what they're going to pay you, like, I'm working for the same money I was working before I got the show. Yeah. Which was, you know, working on your guy's show. Yeah. Like a low, low, yeah. low, low man on the totem pole. Yeah. Right? So um, uh, I was doing that, and they um, they were going to kick me back the money once we agreed to whatever the terms were for all the time that I'd worked. Yeah. Right? So uh, not only um, did I not get that money, uh, I didn't get the shitty money that they were supposed to pay me when they cl when they closed yeah. like they uh, abruptly closed by the way uh i don't know if you recall when i first started working on your show with you and shane uh that uh i was like a writer guy and i'm trying to prove myself and i think it was like the first week do you know do you remember you remember shane wanted me to do like a stunt boy thing 
Uh, yeah, wait till I tell you. Oh, this is awesome. You don't remember shit. But wait, wait. I want to talk a little bit yeah. about Comedy World too. After after that that happened, and and I was I, they kept me around and got rid of Shane Rover, and then they had me producing for all the shows. I ended up like they were. They go, you can have regular hours now. And I'm like, this is awesome. They're grossly, grossly overpaying me, still, and I can show up at ten o'clock in the morning. It yeah. was great, and so I mostly worked with Ahmed Zappa oh, right. on his show, and he was so cool to me. Like he had me like, call in his characters, and yeah, I was. I had a really good time. It was fun doing that, and then you know, of course, they just went under because they didn't know what they were doing. Uh, it wasn't they weren't didn't know what they were doing. Weren't they pretty much just stealing money? Because didn't they get like $50 million in investments and weren't they throwing parties and and buying houses and yeah, cars? And and, cars and all I mean, the way stuff. I understood it, it was like the first order of business the day that they shut the business down was they excused all the loans that all the muckety-mucks. Yeah. The loans that the muckety-mucks took from the company. And then the second order of business was closing. Yeah. Instead of paying, they didn't even pay anybody. No. They didn't pay anybody any of the money they owned them. I remember when they closed, I'm I'm like this goody two shoes, uh, like do gooder guy. So I'm coming in and cleaning out my desk, and people are like stealing shit, like dat recorders, yeah, yeah. like thousand dollars worth of equipment. They're trying to sneak out of there, and I'm thinking this is so wrong <laughs> that they're stealing shit. I was thinking that to myself, but those fools knew they were never getting their money. Yeah. Yep. They were going to leave with whatever they could leave with because they knew they were never well, going to get their money. Well, we bought our own mixers and stuff to bring in there so that we could work on the computers that we had in that office for the show. And when they first, they locked the doors and like, nobody can go back yeah, in they there because they were afraid people of were, people stealing. And people were stealing. Yeah. And I'm like, well, dude, that's our shit. I want my shit. They did eventually let us back in, but we had to come back the next day and be escorted by a security guy and all that shit. Uh, what the, what was I just going to tell you about... Uh, you go, hold on about Comedy World. What was I going to tell you? I was going to tell you another thing about Comedy The Stump Boy oh, thing. Yeah. The Stump Boy thing. Yeah, so I'm like day two or three on the on your show, and Shane wants me to do the Stump Boy thing, and I got hired to be a writer. What was the Stump Boy But thing? I got hired to be a writer on your show. Yeah. You and Shane and Aaron, you, Rover, and Aaron were in the studio. Yeah. And then I was at a computer yeah. back when like instant messaging was brand new. And feeding us lines and, and stuff. And it was just lines. I mean, what was really cool actually was uh, I would just stream a conscious. I was just typing. You guys would say stuff and I would just type stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And and actually uh, uh, Rover was awesome at like, uh, he wouldn't just like look at the written thing I would write. Sometimes he would, he would like, look at the written thing. He might just say the line. But he was very good at like seeing what I wrote and having that uh, make him think of something to say. And he would work it mm -hmm. to his voice. You know, like Aaron sometimes would just read him and be like, bah, 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 you know, <laughs> but uh, Rover was very good at making him work. I remember thinking like, wow, I mean, like it was yeah. cool the way I wrote it, but the way he kind of worked it in was very cool. So anyway, I was there to be a writer and just be constantly feeding those lines and I guess come up with other stuff later on, like sketches and this or right. that or like whatever. Like we were supposed to right. work on right. what bits were going to be for the right. future. And, and uh, like you guys came from radio and he and I guess you had stunt boys or whatever and he wanted me to do a stunt and I did not want to do that. It's not my thing. I don't do that. But anyway, I had to wear a DAT recorder, like a small recorder. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. and This I, was one of the greatest things ever. It was good. It did turn out good. But it got yeah. you guys liked me because of that. It totally got me the job. Uh, you guys were like, this dude's cool. And it was funny. But I, I had to go to a packed movie theater, which happened to be, what was the what was the movie with Ben Stiller? And um, you probably have I this somewhere. I wish I have this. No, you I get did. it somewhere. I don't think I do. You probably have it somewhere. Because I saved all this stuff back then on DAT tapes and burned to CDs. No, you probably saved it somewhere. I, 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 I don't know if I have it anymore. 
anywhere. I'll look, but I might have it Rover somewhere. Rover have it. This but, was the greatest but, uh, shit ever. But it, you got the, the you guys, and I did not want to do this. And not only that, I did not want to do this. It was a thing where like someone keeps telling you, and I'm like, uh, okay. I remember it, you talking to me. Now this is all coming back yeah. to me, like how uncomfortable you yeah. were about yeah, it. Yeah, I did not want to do it. And I was like, and I was I, talking to you because you're the nice one. And I was like, Rover was like making me do it. <laughs> and I was like. I've had to do this kind of stuff before, and I know it's super nerve-wracking, but that'll be part of the charm of it. Believe me, it's going to turn out good. So I had to go to a, a jam-packed movie I theater. I was there. We were, were, yeah. yeah, waiting. It was at some mall. You went to the Santa Monica. And it was da- down at Santa Monica on Third Street Promenade. And so we were waiting for you. No, Rover wasn't there. You were me? maybe waiting. Yeah, you were maybe waiting for it. You sent because yeah, I remember you tucked the mic in your jacket. I, I taped it. it on. I had to go to maybe, maybe you were there with me. You weren't in the theater. I wasn't you were in waiting. The theater. You were I was waiting, waiting for outside. me. Yeah, because at one. Okay, so hold on. Because we were so, concerned if there was going to be security that right, I could there, help calm everything right, down. We could just right. get out of there. So you were there, but you yeah. weren't in the movie theater. No. It was uh, what was the movie with De Niro and Ben Stiller? Meet the Parents. Yeah. It's fucking packed. It's like the day it came out. Yeah, yeah. It's like that it, was the idea it, to put it, you in the most packed. It's packed, dude. It was packed. It's totally packed. I'm in like the fifth row or something, and um, I have to pretend uh, Rover wanted me to be Tourette's boy, yeah. and he wanted me to go into this packed situation right. that's awkward, like a movie theater, and pretend I have Tourette's. <laughs> so you got you got you had taped up the recorder to me, and, you and put I'm the there. Mic inside your jacket, I remember, and I had the tape recorder on me, and I'm like waiting for it to get packed, and it gets packed, and uh, it, it's uh, the movie's it's like the beginning of the movie or just the movie's just starting, and I don't need, I didn't do any research either. Like all I knew is people with Tourette's like. Like curse or whatever. That's, that's fine. That's all. I know. I know. But you know. But anyway, you might not remember this. I'll remind you of this. But so anyway, it gets packed, and I'm like, okay, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And I'm thinking like, okay, I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'm gonna bail and be a big pussy. And I can't be a pussy because I won't. I'll lose my job, right? So I just start going like, whoop, whoop or. <laughs> <laughs> I totally remember. Right. I remember whoop. laughing so hard because right. I edited it. That's all I did. Actually, I literally did that. Yeah. Whoop, whoop, or, or, right. <laughs> So I'm doing that. I'm doing this, which turned out way better than right, like. Right. So I'm doing this. I don't know if you remember this, but the person like sitting right next to me, the guy sitting right next to me, he goes, and there's people like shut the fuck up. There's all these people, and then this guy goes, "Do you have Tourette's?" And I'm like, "I, I do. I do have Tourette's. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't take my medicine." I and he go, and he's like. My daughter has Tourette's, and I'm like, are you saying like I like I don't know if it I can do gold. I don't, I'm gold. like I don't know if I can do Tourette's good enough. This guy lives with him, so I keep doing it, and then I and I'm rocking too, yeah, yeah. and then the dat recorder comes undone. <laughs> the dat recorder came undone, so I have to scoop it up, uh, yeah. and I ran out to the bathroom. You had to retape it. And I'm like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I can't do it. And you're like, no, you're doing it. You're doing it. We have to, it has to finish. You have to get thrown out. I'm like, no, can't we just fake it? Like I got, and you're like, no, you gotta go back in there. So we retaped it up, and now. The first time I leave the movie theater after screaming like whoop whore whoop whoop, you know when I first leave, everyone's like, "Thank God he's leaving." <laughs> right, right. So then when I come walking back, dude, they're like, "Oh my God!" He's back. <laughs> and I sit back in the same seat, and all those people are bummed. Uh. And I sit down. I wait a couple minutes, and I start doing it again. <laughs> and then the security guy has to come throw me out. Uh. A secu- an usher came and throw me out. I'm like, "Whoop! You're throwing me out because I because I have a uh, medication. I forgot to get my whoop whore whore as I'm <laughs> as I'm getting getting thrown out." I remember this so yeah. well. This was, and I remember getting that tape and sitting down editing, and I'm crying, and and it was getting close to the showtime, and I got to be on the show, and I'm supposed to have this thing done, and I'm laughing so hard I can't even get it done, but somehow we got it done just in time, and that was so awesome. It was I gotta find it. It got it got me the. Uh, I remember at one. I mean I don't know where all my crap is, but I at one point you <laughs> you burned it for me. Yeah. 
Yeah, like a sound check or something like that. Like yeah. crazy. But uh, yeah, I had to be a, I, it was my one and only stunt. But dude, you, I don't know. You know, there's like a lot of those stunt shows out there now where people do yeah. crap like that. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know if I, I, I don't have it in me. Like I, I was just <laughs> too nice of a person. And I'm in a room, a giant room full of people that wanted to be quiet. And I'm yelling like whore. And <laughs> it is still a good bit. I'm going to suggest it to the morning show here. But I came back and uh, Shane loved it. I mean, you loved it, and Shane loved it. Rover loved it, and then uh, and then you guys were like, "Okay, you're you're cool," and I was cool after that. Yeah. And like, wow, thank God I did that, man. I got my job from from doing that. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'll never forget that. Now that was, I'm glad you brought that. But story it, uh, so to, to to back to you for a minute to make this about you, I was going to ask you, have you ever got fired, like straight up fired? Yes. Yeah, man, it's not. I I know you you didn't ever get fired. Someone yelling at you. No, I never You're fired. Never like that. Oh. I, never like that. I got fired like through a. It was a systematic firing. But I got fired for the shittiest thing. Uh, they said I worked at a toy store, and they said that I accepted a tip, but I never accepted <laughs> a tip. We were allowed to accept tips. That was their. I think they were downsizing, looking for any excuse. But somebody came in. It was one of those. What did you do that you got a tip at a toy store? Oh, well, did you I, blow I did someone? It. I didn't get a oh, tip. Oh yeah, you're sticking to that story. <laughs> I at least told you the karate girl hurt her hand. <laughs> you. The, uh, so, uh, this guy he came in and he bought. It was like a secret shopper thing back then, and he came in and he bought some crazy doll and he threw fifty bucks down. He's like, "Just keep it. I gotta go." That's not a tip. Just keep it. Yeah, that's not taking your change. Well, so I made the change and I kept the money and I got fired for that. Mm, that's not a tip. You, and got, then you I thought, got framed, bro. I totally did. And then I thought, wait a minute, am I supposed to give the extra money to the to who? company? To the company, yeah. yeah what did they do? The, yeah, yeah, fuck them. Yeah, donate it and to your favorite charity. They didn't lose any money. Yeah, right. They got paid for the product. I love stories like this because both you and I, I love these kind of stories because you're still pleading your case. <laughs> You know, how dare they the motherfuckers. motherfuckers fire me, yeah. uh, by the way. So when that show finally airs that I got fired from, you know, your yeah. favorite girl next door, uh-huh. I like watch an episode, the scene of the chick karate chop of the board and the crowd freaking out. They show it. They use it on uh, like the opening of every show. Oh, those motherfuckers. motherfuckers. Yep. Yeah. They're probably just downsizing. Assholes. One of the fight. Yeah. Yep. I'm glad you told that comedy world story because yep. I completely forgot about that, and that was a brilliant, brilliant moment. There's two things you want to play here now. Now you you wanted to play my uh, you saw an early thing of me on YouTube from yep. when I was in college. You yes. wanted to play that, yeah, great. So that you could find because it's on YouTube. But uh, now this thing you want to play. If this can, is one we should play. It was pretty. It was it was pretty funny. Yeah. If I can, I'll, I'll contact, I can't believe you forgot that for a minute. I'll contact Rover and see if he's got it. I bet he has it. But Tourette's boy was a. It was. A, yeah, it was, my it was uh, a great success. My other friend there, not the one who didn't feel safe. The other friend. Uh-huh. Now, how long ago was that? Now, fifteen uh, years ago. 16, yeah. Every 16. once in a while, my friend would just go, "I don't feel safe here." <laughs> the one that kept the, the one that yeah. kept the job. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on, dude. <sighs> Leaving me out to dry. All right, that was good. Let's wrap this up. All right. Comedy Podcast Rooney.